0: The drink is good. Yes. What's it called? Frazoli? Fragoli. I Fragoli? believe it's F R A G O L I. I've never heard of that. That's thoroughly Italian, but is it it's sweet like, or is it bitter? It's it's like strawberry jelly. Oh, okay. Uh, it's good shit. Okay. I recommend it. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go reach that scotch bottle. I'm
1: not sure what you're talking about, but if it's like strawberry jelly, you should probably see
0: a doctor. I... <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: Okay, so let's uh, do a podcast here. Do we have to, or? Yeah,
0: we do. What's the wiggle room on drinking?
1: (laughs) I'm so far away, I can't stop either. (laughs) And Rob's, (laughs) and the person I'm closest to is currently not wearing a shirt, so I don't want (laughs) to go near him either. (laughs) You got my Greg deterrent on. (laughs) Yeah, My pointy nipples that will poke his eyes out.
0: Laser nips. Oh, laser nips McGee.
1: <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 198, side A Laser Nips. <laughs> laser Nips. Guess we're already naming it that. Oh, Laser Nips. <laughs> is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show that is going to be slightly more or less entertaining based on my two co-hosts here. So what do we do on this show? We talk about a bunch of stuff that we've watched, read, listened to, or have somehow imbibed. Mm. And uh, then we talk about it. As well as other things like weird ass Florida people and entertainment news My name is Johnny Castle no, not. And I am joined by a watermelon Hello And, wait, who's that over there in the corner? Oh, it's Baby Motherfucker,
2: nobody puts
0: Baby in a corner <laughs> But we do put watermelon I- in a corner
1: yeah, we
2: did. Right. Uh, and then we, we will. Smash it with a hammer. Ouch.
1: Yeah, that'll be way more uh, understandable side B episode when we are forced to watch Dirty Dancing. <clears> throat> uh, throat> this week. You liked it? I kind of did. I was told that I have to like it, or oh else. Oh, God. Or there'll be a divorce. There, yes. She was like, I, I asked her, my wife, if she'd watch it with me, and she said yes, but I can't mock it. And she said she's going to check the podcast to make sure that I continue to not mock it.
0: (laughs) I sense family strife a brewing. And then she stood. Then
1: I was like, like you're not going to do that. And then she stood in the doorway doing that thing where she points at her eyes with two fingers, then points at me. You know, (laughs) Mm, I'm watching you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, things we're going to talk about this week.
2: they're watching you. Ooh, good we one. can't
1: afford that song. <laughs> uh, this week, we it's a live rendition. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the Woodstock documentary, Peace, Love, and Rage. We're going to talk about Paper Tigers and uh, an actual good video game movie. I think uh, Free Guy. And if we have a little bit of time, Omar is going to give us uh, give us a review of the movie Val the documentary about Val Kilmer. Mm. So well, we will see if that works. If not, we we will bump that to next week when I've got more documentaries to talk about as well. Uh, so yeah.
2: since we are going to be talking about all this shit, guess what? We're going to review it. And you know what happens with review shows? You take your shirt off? Yeah, well, My shirt's already off. That's what are my, you talking about?
1: Yeah, okay.
2: And that, and we're going to spoil some shit. I may have already spoiled some shit by taking my shit I don't know. We'll see. We will try to avoid any major twists, but if we are talking about something that you haven't seen yet, or read, or listened to, like this podcast, then you should probably use your own discretion
1: and come back later. Yep. So... News, do we? Do, do, I see you have some news that said you are an idiot. I, or, I did. Oh, sorry, I sorry, not an idiot, a moron. Sorry, yes, I want to be accurate. You want me to you start on? with that? Uh, yeah, we can do that.
2: So, um, I was looking at my Audible account today. Mm-hmm. Did you know that not ju- there's not just the Audible monthly listens, but if you go to your homepage on Audible, and scroll down, there's a recommended for you
1: section that has a crap
2: load of titles that are included with your
1: membership? I did. I covered it on the uh, podcast, actually. Lies. I I did, when I talked about that Thanksgiving book. And uh, also the book about uh, the punk scene in New York I talked about was was also recommended for me and free. So what you're saying is these are free books that you don't have to use your credits for.
2: Right. I see when you were talking about that, I thought that was just about the Audible Originals. And I listened to an Audible Original and I wasn't really impressed. I was like, eh, you know, because yeah, I all think the,
1: they, they kind of phased out the Audible Originals.
2: All the Audible originals were kind of like, eh, at least the ones that I came across. And I was just thumbing through my homepage today and I'm like, well, no, they still have they still have Audible Originals because the first thing on my on my homepage is our newest can't miss Audible Originals. And I'm like, eh. And then I scroll down a little bit further, and there's a section that says uh, Top Picks for You. And it had a whole crap load of books that said included. And I was like, what is this? Can I just get this for free? What the hell is this? So I started clicking on them. I downloaded like, I don't know, I think I downloaded like 10 books. I was like, what the, what the F? I got, and I've been, I've been like hoarding my, my credits because I don't want to spend credits on books that I won't like, but I'm like, and so I go like large, long stretches in between books when, when I don't, I don't want to like drop a credit on something that I'm not like a hundred percent sure about, but like, I've got a whole bunch of books in this included section for me that are like book ones in a series and I'm like, no oh, shit, I can check out the first book in a series and find out whether or not I like... Oh, this is awesome. I can't believe I haven't found this before.
1: <laughs> That's So all I downloaded do.
2: like 10 books, and I'm going to check out all these books while I wait yeah, that, for other books to come out. That
1: Chateau Marmont book that I talked about was one of those, as was the Love Goes to Buildings on Fire, which was about the 70s punk scene and nice. other okay. music scene. But, uh, we had a death... Uh are you done talking about Audible? So I can. Be I, I so am I can done be talking depressing. about Audible. Uh, there was a death of uh, a salesman. A... No, this would be of a uh, of an Asian karate actor, actor fairly famous, uh, Sonny Chiba. Um, he was most know known that. for. He was uh, he played uh, Hanzo in Kill Bill, the guy that made the knife. Oh uh, wow! He was he was also in Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Um as well as he was a very big star um, in Asian cinema. I'm assuming, I think he was Chinese. Maybe. Uh, he was in kids, started off in kids shows. I don't know exactly his, all of his things, but he was one of those people that Quentin Tarantino is, you know, loved. So whenever one of his movies came out, you know, there was a while that Quentin Tarantino was releasing uh, Asian movies on like his own, like sub imprint. So he was one of those people. I think there was some crossover with Bruce Lee. But mm-hmm. um, he passed away from, from COVID. He was also 82. Um, and uh, he actually, there he was supposed to be in a movie that seemed pretty cool. Uh, like, he actually had a upcoming role that looked fairly badass, which I, I'm wishing I was remembering the ins and outs of it now, but I'm not. But sadly, that didn't um, come to pass. Really. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, they had to shut down production about a year ago anyway. But yeah, you know, he will not be able to. I think it I think it had uh Samuel L. Jackson in it too, which is why it was badass. Mm. But um so there's that. Uh and then there's another little bit of news here. And this one's is, I guess, interesting. Because this this started in the chat room, and I did not respond to it because there was conversations about the new Jeopardy host. Mm. And who it should have been? <sighs> so who who did you think it should have been? Lavar Burton. Okay, so I was very big on that too, and I you know I signed there was a a thing and I love Lavar Burton. You know I'm not from Star Trek. I was a reading Rainbow Kid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yay!
1: Um, and I was I super him from Star Trek. Yeah, and I love him in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is one of the reasons why I didn't respond because I you know it's a chat it's a chat room everyone in there they patrons their friends they're you know it doesn't matter if we make a mistakes but i i didn't know because i never actually saw him on jeopardy like i know he they hosted him for a week but it was the week the olympics started and i'm like crazy olympics person mm-hmm. so i didn't get a chance to watch so i went back and watched and i didn't actually like him as host of jeopardy really because because he was super excited which sounds stupid but alex trebek's thing was that he was dry and like whenever someone got a question right his response the way he the way uh levar burton would do it it sounded like he was shocked that the person got it right Uh. you know they'd be like "Uh, what is uh i don't know what is a masturbation (laughs) i was gonna go i was gonna go with uh uh, what is the the uh where your anus like turns itself inside out <laughs> rectal prolapse yes what is rectal prolapse he's like you're right <laughs> like that like it and it was weird to hear now mind you i watched one youtube video of uh, episode of jeopardy so it could have been his first one he could have been excited because of that um so anyway, they picked they picked a guy, and this is where it gets a little shady. The executive producer of Jeopardy picked himself to be the host of Jeopardy.
0: Is this like one of those things where, like, Congress votes on its own pay raises? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like, that. we did a fantastic job. <laughs> no, no you didn't.
1: So, like, yeah, it's basically that. Or, you know any other number of, of bosses that give themselves a raise and you know for like the sales team doing well <laughs> like well you guys did great this quarter i get a 10% raise you can have a pizza party yeah <laughs> <laughs> assholes yeah um so he did that now here's where it gets a little bit interesting i didn't see his stuff he was he's just boring post guy like that's all i thought like, I was – there was nothing about that hire that made me want to tune in, which is all I care about, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want to, to – I, I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, he did a stint, and he was, like, super excited about it because he grew up on that show. Mm-hmm. That made me want to turn in. I'm not a Packers fan. I know someone that is. But, you know, I wanted to tune in to see that. You know, and just I like,
2: – I loved the little – they actually had a question about the Green Bay Packers when Aaron Rodgers was hosting, and nobody got the answer. <laughs> and, oh, Aaron was sitting there,
1: and Aaron was sitting there, and he's like, really, guys?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, delicious irony. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: I, – I like seeing people out of their element. It's like when you tune in specifically to SNL to see, like, Michael Jordan be on it, you know, just – mm-hmm. okay, or Peyton Manning or something. But I, I even thought um, that
0: um, – um, I can't remember his name right now. The one that everyone knows that who, who who uh like broke all the records for um
2: Oh, uh yeah, the uh Ken Jennings. Ken
1: Jennings. Yeah, he Jenner. did a great job
0: hosting. Honestly. That's He, re- like he really if, did. And
1: yeah, we never know if people actually want this cuz you know, if you decide to become the host of Jeopardy, you know that's your job
0: forever now. Sure, much. but what I'm saying is there were so many options. There's so many viable yeah. options.
1: Yeah, and th- so this guy who basically gave the job to himself. Well, now it's coming out, and this is where I'm. I'm a little torn, like, about talking about it. But it came out that he did a podcast in which he made a lot of off color, not so good jokes about Jews. About um, wow. he 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 used the R word for you know Down syndrome people. Uh, huh. He he did that, and you know my thought is. <laughs> I
2: uh, earlier tonight.
1: my thought is that you know if it, I say mean stuff about Rob all the time mm-hmm. yeah, and like oh that's the big thing like he there's all this talk like well we listened to the pa- his past podcasts and he was he was mean to his co-host and he was talking about how his co-host is, is a female he was talking about how his co-host he was like let me see your phone let's see if you have any booby pics on there meanwhile I'm sitting there like Hey, Rob, I see you're not wearing a shirt. <laughs> you should stand up. We love
0: like, your laser nipples. Yeah, That's exactly. right.
1: And I'm like, shit, am I never going to be the host of Jeopardy now? No, probably not. Or, or maybe I am going to be the host of Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> yeah, the requirements are slim. <laughs> yeah, but what I find kind of interesting is this co-host on this podcast is, is a uh, woman named Beth Trefon, who has had a very long career of being, you know, a cheerleader number seven or... Uh, you know, angry college student 12, you know, like, on the credits. Mm-hmm. But recently, she got – she was on uh, The Goldbergs, which I watch. I don't know if you watch – do you watch the – do you watch that show? Mm-mm. Okay, so she – I've seen it, She played, like – she, she played one of the main character's sisters, or she plays one of the main character's sisters, who would occasionally be on an episodes when she's home from college. Well – They did an episode with her and one of the other characters becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, and it it matched so well that now she's like a main player on the show. So I kind of feel bad that, like, this woman who was friendly with this jackass who's now going to be the host of Jeopardy is now getting, you know, is finally in a big role, and now she's only known as being this, when clearly she didn't care, and she's not complaining, mind you. If she didn't care, she continued doing this podcast with somebody. Just like when I talk about Rob standing up and revealing his micro penis on the on the podcast. <laughs> He's not angry with me.
2: Right. And and that's that's kind of where we have to get away from being offended for everyone else. It's like because you you and I say some shit to each other that is you know, I mean we give each other a hard time, but there's no there's no malicious intent behind it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, I haven't listened to the podcast, I don't know, but if they have, if they have a relationship like you and I have, I really don't think that there was any malicious
1: intent behind his, his conversations with her. It was, the the part I read was basically, I think she showed him a picture of, like, a trip she took with her friends. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't understand why women wear, uh, one-piece bathing suits, they all look frumpy. And Mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, oh no, but you look great. You look awesome let me see the rest of the pictures on your phone. Let me see if there's any booby pictures on there. And she's like, oh, whatever. And then she kind of just said, yeah, if you think that's frumpy, you should see my roommate, where if you ever come over to my house, she's going to show up in sweatpants and a long baggy T-shirt or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. because it was casual conversation. It was obviously not expected to be replayed from 2013 to me talking about it. So, you know, I get it. I, But, and also comedy things now there were some other things about him but again i don't know if this is is anyone legitimately mad about these kind of silly stupid jokes from 2013 or are they like fuck this guy let's take him down so levar burton can have this part well okay so that's there's so many elements of this correct that's why i decided to talk because
0: you can and i've said this to uh, numerous times um thank goodness that the three of us didn't have like Facebook or Instagram or something when we were back in 92, 93, 94. Holy shit. Like, are you (laughs) kidding me? Like when we were all in high school, like we all went to school high school together and then college. you know, I am so grateful (laughs) that we didn't have things being like recorded or whatever. Just because you just say stupid things sometimes and things can get so easily taken out of context. That it's uh, and they do
2: all the time, right? Exactly, and and just just like just like the, I mean the conversations that we have, and I I mean I've I've told Greg a couple of times I'm like I could never fucking run for office. I mean, <laughs> people would pull shit up on me, like, oh my god, you you said this to your friend Greg. What kind of a person are you? Correct, I'm like, dude. I, I would f- come
1: if Rob ever decides to run for office. I would find him in my office with lighter fluid dousing my computer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you and, doing it's and like, you'll be like dude it's it's not my computer it's on the internet you can't destroy it <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah i mean it's there's intent that's that's
0: right the
2: there's we've we've as a as a society we've lost the ability to logically figure out someone's intent
0: well, um, that's the problem. I, is the there, intent, there are times
2: when it's there are times when it's not obvious, <clears throat> but a lot of the times it really is, and you can tell from the conversation and from the context of the conversation, and that's where we get in trouble, is because like, like when stuff like this gets reported, they clip the entire conversation and just give you this one statement, and like, oh, look what this asshole said, and it's like, yeah, but. That's not the entire conversation, and if you listen to the entire conversation, you realize that there's more to it than that.
1: And it also gets causes the actual things to get buried in the noise, too. Like, the actual cases of, like, yeah, this person did get sued for sexual harassment and said that, you know, if you want a promotion, you have to sleep with me. Yeah, that's legit. Right, but now right.
0: it looks it looks like just—you are 100% correct. It looks like just one other thing amid this cacophony of nonsense. And some of it is, like, legit, not nonsense— like absolutely, like that should be. Taken and, and that's seriously. always been my
2: argument. That's always been my argument that the legitimate complaints get lost because people are trying to elevate their their issue to make it seem like it's bigger than it is, so they can get support.
0: And I do believe that even some of the I don't want to say smaller cases because that minimizes it, and that's not fair. I'm not trying to say that, but I don't have another word for it. Um, and I do believe that some of the what I would consider more of a minor case, maybe if you want to use that word, there are some real ones as well. So those should be taken seriously too.
2: Like trapped in trapped in a in a mine or something. Is that, <laughs> those kind of minor cases. Oh yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: <sighs> <But I'm... laughs> Hold on, wait, I need wait. another shot of whiskey. Thank you. <laughs> but... No, you don't <laughs> either. <of me. laughs> I beg to differ, sir. But the, no, but like, I, I agree I with you. To, uh, and uh, I think sorry. it's a really, I mean, this is something that we could talk about forever and like bring people in, you know, you know, callers or whatever. If that were, mm-hmm. I can't, that'd be awesome. But, um,
2: I I find myself rolling my eyes a lot when I hear new, new mm-hmm. news stories. I'm like,
0: oh, well, and, the, and here's the problem. And okay. I'm glad you said that. I think a lot of people do. And that's the problem is some of those news stories are super legitimate and like scary. But we're mm-hmm. like you said, we're so inundated with some of them that may or may or may not be, I'm not saying they're nonsense, but we don't have the full scope of the story. And I think that hurts the cause. I Absolutely.
1: Think, I think like for Al, uh, there's a couple of stories and I want to cut this off soon just because we're not going to talk about this for 27 minutes. Uh, one, if yeah, you guys yeah. out there want to hear the want to see a story that really defines this, uh, look up Aziz Ansari, Aziz Ansari um, comedian, who went on a date, and the date, he was apparently a bad date, and someone wrote an entire article for, like, the New Yorker or some magazine bashing him uh, during the Me Too thing, and it was just a da- bad date. Like, it wasn't a, it was, wow, he wasn't really great at talking at the thing and then I kissed him and told him I wasn't interested in doing anything else and then he brought me home and she wrote an entire like hit piece on him so you look that up if you guys want to see what this
0: what happened I there. did hear like a blurb but, about that so he really yeah. like the so the he was
1: fine he didn't do anything wrong
0: but the article like made it seem like he did is that what's happening yeah and people called this
1: writer out being like he didn't do anything wrong you just didn't like him but you yeah. tried to Get famous correct and, that. um, and that's and that's the problem but then again then there's also you know just we make jokes about it and people make jokes about it all the time like the idea of the casting couch right like oh this person got their role because they slept with somebody but then you find out that assholes like harvey weinstein were running around exactly mm-hmm. and that right. was a legit thing but because Absolutely. of all the noise and people just joking like you know like oh that actress Psh, uh, She's not very talented, but she's pretty. She must have slept with someone. Okay, well, maybe she was forced to, and y- y'all should shut up.
0: Like, I think yeah. one of the big ones in that that really, like, s- struck me, I guess, is a way to say it. Um, I didn't know this, and I'm not going to get into it now, but, like, I remember Asia Argento. Like, she was, like, a really cool actress. She was in, like, Triple X or one of those movies, like, with the Vin Diesel and stuff. And then she just disappeared.
2: Did you say the Vin Diesel?
0: Well, if I did, it wasn't on purpose. I was like, my brain is like all over the place. So I'm probably beginning and ending sentences without actually finishing them. But um yeah. apparently her whole trajectory of like what happened with her has to do with Harvey Weinstein as well. And it's really messed up. Like it's, mm-hmm. and this is a legitimate thing. Like we all know that now, like with Harvey Weinstein, that he's a, complete dirtbag. So, but it's yes. So like I agree with you that the the Aziz Ansari type stories are the ones that make people roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's not a slam on on you rob, like because I understand exa- like I get it because after a while you're like, I mean, is every single time I tried to talk to a girl is that am I being am I being uh, despic- is it a despicable yes. act, or am I just Yes, I, I,
1: I, I'm going to cut this conversation off now, because I just found my segue <laughs> into Was Florida it parked news. outside your house? <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, put on bumps. No, get, stop it. Cut. So, anyway, we are going to jump to Florida stories, because if Omar is worried about every time he talks to a girl, it being considered naughty, I found
0: the girl for uh. him. I I I'm not interested. <laughs> oh
2: I think you might be. Okay. All right.
0: We're gonna talk uh, Hold on, let me sigh real quick. Uh, okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> We're gonna talk about Danielle Ferrero. Mm-hmm. She is thirty eight years old and she uh she went to visit her boyfriend in jail. Uh her boyfriend is a 25-year-old, Cody Thomas. So she's 38, he's 25. And uh
0: Sounds like the singer from jail. that one band that we were in. You Remember? <laughs> remember his <laughs> remember he was like 20 and his girlfriend was like 35.
1: What band was that?
0: When we were back in the 90s, like mid-90s, early 90s with Well, uh, squirrel we'll, cadet. We'll talk later. Squirrel cadet. <laughs> 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 anyway,
1: uh, and- Uh, Anyway, uh, so she uh, basically did a video visitation. So they were not in the same room, but they were doing this via internet on other side of walls. And uh, she was grinding around in her little chair uh, on behalf of her her boyfriend and uh, had an orgasm. According to the reports, she had an orgasm. And also they know this because she said that she had an orgasm through the video thing. Uh, So she also... uh, as, after this, she then exposed her breast to him on the camera, and causing basically a lockdown of the visitation area. <laughs> um,
0: There's a time and a place, ladies. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. She flaunted and rubbed her breasts while they were covered and referred to her revealing outfit as naughty. Uh-huh. Uh, after she revealed that she had an a orgasm, she rocked back and forth in her chair. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, at the end of it, revealed her breast, causing visitation to be canceled by staff at the visitation center. Uh, he is only ten days into his thirty-day pr- prison sentence, meaning she couldn't keep it in her pants or shirt, for that matter, for thirty days. Um, <laughs> he he is in jail, and this is he's a good guy though. He's in jail because because um, they found a meth, uh, I guess a uh, syringe full of meth. Is that a thing? I think it was a meth pipe. Uh, was it?
0: I don't mean to be the odd man out. I don't know how you ingest meth. <laughs> Maybe Greg can enlighten us. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, they found I saw a Breaking Bad. I don't you know. know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. They found a needle uh, containing meth. And uh, her boyfriend said that he would take the rap for it. He told the cops it was his. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so what, a, what a good deal. That's cool. Uh, she in the past has had a rap sheet including convictions for battery, criminal mischief, grand theft, grand theft, public intoxication, drunk driving, resisting, and disorderly conduct.
0: She seems lovely, really. Yes, possibly uh, misunderstood. Someone's, someone's with daddy with very
1: low standards. Like, <laughs> <her. Yes, his laughs> daddy didn't love her, so we were just thinking. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can talk to her safely if you're into that. <clears throat> don't don't pull out your junk when you go see her, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. So, that is our uh, WTF. Welcome to Florida, winner of the week. Okay. <sighs> okay. So, did you did you see the latest Disney news? I did. I don't know if we have time to discuss that. Okay. We I mean, I do. I uh, we time. will discuss it next week. But yeah, um, let's. I'm going to talk about Paper Tigers real quick. And then we can do the woods. Oh yeah, talk thing. to like me about Paper Tigers.
0: Time. I don't know what this is. I've not heard of this. Okay. I'm out of the loop this week.
1: Paper Tigers is a karate movie featuring middle-aged dudes,
0: so older, you know. Dudes. Okay, me and you. Okay, got it. Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> uh, it stars... Uh, it is Okay, it was released uh, May 7th of 2021. It was actually funded in... Uh, and released in uh, United Arab Emirates of all places, uh, and it was also one of those kind of Kickstarter, GoFundMe kind wait, of. Wait, wait, it was
0: things. funded there, or it was filmed there?
1: It was funded there. Interesting. Okay, I'm not sure where it was filmed, but it it released in the theaters there, so that's why the release date is a lot longer ago, and it just hit Netflix today Got it. or this past mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, director Quoc uh, Bao Tran. I don't know how to. Pronounced Q U O C. Q U O C, That sounds right. Uh, starring Matthew Page, Alan Yuli, Ron Wan, Yuji Okamoto, and uh, Michael Shannon J- Jenkins. So here's the deal. It's basically um, three old dudes that when they were kids, they all studied under one Sifu, one master. And they were the only ones. You know, this is like going back to the 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 master will train... Very few people mm-hmm. and those people have to kinda carry on the style and the and that kind of stuff. And they have to be like uh, worthy a falling... of
0: being trained, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> and it's you know, the the very intense training, like you have to stand on one leg for like eight hours kinda and kick a million times and punch wood till it breaks <laughs> and all that shit. <laughs> like super like like they actually show them like standing on paint cans and they can't bend the paint Like can. my weekends, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, Saturday, I'm standing on a paint can for an hour and a half.
0: And yeah, drinking scotch. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, these three dudes, um, including, like, the wonder kid, who's the main character, uh, have a falling out with the master after a while, and they go off and just do regular, everyday things. Like, one's an accountant, and one, I'm not sure what he does. He They never really say what he does, but um, they go off to do other things. And then... Reunite many years later when the master has passed away. Now they are under the impression that the master passed away based on not natural causes, but one of those like I'll hit you in a certain part of your body and then five hours later you'll die kind of things. Right. You know, like causing a blood clot to rocket to the brain or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. So I put this on because, of course, my kid does karate which everyone out there listening hopefully or should know at this point, and I'm kind of interested in that world. Uh, and it was just seemed like something that was something different. Uh, it and I did enjoy it, but that's with a question mark, which you've probably seen that in the notes, because it has a very different tone. It doesn't know if it's supposed to be a comedy. Uh, it's kind of the first karate, you know, coming, you know, like all those movies that that come out with like old dudes, like mm-hmm. you know, like I, old guys getting a motorcycle or old guys reliving their childhood or playing football you know like wild hogs or
2: or that or like that book that i talked about uh a while ago called kings of the wild where it was the middle-aged warriors who were trying to recapture their glory
1: um so that is basically you know kind of what it is the thing that's weird about this movie is like it it doesn't pull punches for something that's supposed to be a comedy so like you know they'll they'll show these guys as kids having just a regular sparring contest with other dojos in tournaments. But it looks like an actual action-adventure movie where every hit is going to kill. And it's so that's that's weird to me just from being around that and you're supposed to respect your opponent and not try to kill them when you're just doing a tournament, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, it's got a very aggressive fighting early on, which when they show the actual fights later on, it's almost like the early fights like counteract those so like when they're fighting the actual villain of the movie at the end the fight is not as nearly as intense as when they're showing like these kids fighting on top of uh, like a, what is it one of those cargo things the the big metal cargo containers like they're fighting and like he's fighting this one kid that's con- constantly trying to beat him was like shipping containers yeah like on top of a shipping container and he kicks this kid off and it's like they're high school kids and he falls off of a shipping container he's gonna be hurt badly Uh, there's a lot of severe head wound looking punches and hits too. Like when these guys first start getting back into karate after all these years, there's a scene where they fight in a pool against like three other kids. So they're like, you know, in their forties and fifties and they're fighting against these kids. And the accountant guy loses his fight and gets kicked in the face and lands flat on his back. And the back of his head smashes into the ground of an empty pool. And he Mm -hmm. just, he doesn't hop right up, but they do kind of like a, the karate kid like rubbing <laughs> the hand thing and, like, and he's like oh like, no he's probably should see a doctor
0: i'm sure that works <laughs> i'm sure yeah, so just spit it's on fine. it exactly yeah, it'll yeah. be fine a little we'll urine it off. or whatever fine. yeah
1: so that part was okay the the performances were great especially the one guy who's like the healer, uh, he's the actor that plays him was in uh the Mulan movie, the live action one. But he's he had just fallen at work, so he's got a bum knee. And like, you know, a lot of times when an actor says they have a bum knee in a movie in a role, like they have like a little bit of a limp and you doesn't it's not believable at all. Mm-hmm. Like every time this dude moved or put his foot on the ground, like it looked like he was in pain. Like my knee hurt watching it. Mm -hmm. He was so good at that part, and I really liked that aspect of it. Um, I enjoyed it, and I just think it didn't find the right tone all the time. But I watched half of it, and then the next day I was excited to watch the rest of it.
0: Um, What did you say? I don't know if you said – maybe I missed it. What is this song? uh, It is on Netflix. It sounds sounds good.
1: I don't believe – I did say it, and since you weren't listening to me, I'm going to challenge you uh, to a uh, (laughs) – Kumite (laughs) Yeah that's In an empty pool
0: Uh, How about just the Everglades And then whoever loses the alligators get you
1: (laughs) I'm into it
2: Alligators gonna get you Alligators gonna get you Or maybe that
0: WTF Florida guy From a couple of months ago That was like swinging around an alligator maybe
1: Yeah yeah Maybe uh Okay that you've chosen your weapon (laughs) Maybe alligators (laughs) We will, tie, we will tie the baby alligators together and use them as nunchucks. You're going to use a gun, so I'm going to
0: lose, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, just baby alligator nunchucks. That's what's happening. So, if you guys want to watch Paper Tigers, that is how to do it. Uh, normally we do the big movie last, but I've talked too much, so uh, Rob, uh, do you want to tell me about Free Guy? Or I guess, you know what, let's just do a long episode. Why not? Omar. Okay. Or Rob, you guys fight it out. Do you want to talk about Val or Free Guy?
0: I don't. For Val, I don't. I'm. I, I'm. I don't have to do it right now. But there's not. I'm not going to say a lot. But but it was good. So I don't. It, it, it okay. doesn't matter. Do it.
2: Now. Excellent. Great review. You Omar. want me to
0: jump? You want me to jump in on Val? <laughs> yeah, do it. Do I it. Do. Go. It was good. How about Woodstock '99? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Val was very cool. It was um. Uh, it caught my eye uh, uh, maybe a month ago or whatever when I turned it on when I went on to um, uh, Netflix and saw that it was coming out soon. And Val Kilmer is one of those people that I, I didn't really realize it until I was watching this documentary, but he's he's kind of always been there in like all the movies that I love from like my earlier life. And and if you think about it, I mean, he's in so many great movies. Um. <clears throat> he real quick what's your favorite role uh, for me per, me personally mm-hmm. I, I mean it's gonna so, it sounds so cliche for somebody from like our age at that time but it was the doors it was Jim Morrison in the doors mm-hmm. because I know I know it's I know it's corny but at that I mean that movie and that role and really all those guys that played the, the band members like were so good like kevin Dillon was like john densmore who's like one of my favorite like i'm a drummer i've been playing drums since the early 90s and john densmore is one of my like biggest uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for inspirations Inspirations. yeah like i like he's such a masturbatory fantasies that too uh (laughs) i mean why fight it um you know what I mean? So that, but that movie we like changed that. the trajectory so of so like wisdom. my interests and like the the pop culture mm-hmm. that I seek out every day. Um, but then when you think about it, I mean, he was Doc Holliday in Tombstone a little bit after. For me, that's his iconic. I mean, role. that role is just ridiculous. Like it's so. I mean, he was in Heat. His role in Heat was unbelievable. But I mean, Top Secret. Real genius, Willow, mm-hmm. Top Gun, uh, ice, come, ice, Man, and Top Gun. On. Yeah, that,
1: I think that actually caused me to
0: question my sexuality a little. Well, there's a lot of things the, that the docu- caused me to question your sexuality, but that might have been the first one. <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, and 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 it's interesting because this documentary, it's it's very. <clears throat> um, I read some criticisms online. Uh, you know, he's one of those people that. I guess because of the age that we were when he was, like, really big. Uh, we, the three of us. Um, I, I, I'm not really, like, aware of his personal life or, like, what he was like on set, that kind of thing. Apparently he was mm-hmm. a difficult guy to work with. Um, some big actors that worked with him, uh, an interesting thing on this in this movie, some of the big actors that he worked with said, no, he, he wasn't a difficult, he's not a difficult guy to work with. That's an unfair characterization he was a perfectionist he wanted to do his best and he wanted the movie to be its best that's not the same thing as being difficult you know what i mean and i and i appreciate that um some of the other things that i did see um about his character about this movie regarding his character apparently they skipped over some of the bigger issues with like some of his ex-wives that were famous and it's not in the movie the whole movie is is um it's his home movies, and his son narrates most of it. Um, he – I didn't know this. I didn't understand why he disappeared in, the in the in like, the 2010 to 20 era. He got cancer. Throat
2: cancer, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: He got th- I didn't know that. He got throat cancer, and now he has one of those devices that he has to talk through in his throat because they had to remove, like, so much of his esophagus and all this other stuff. So he talks – he actually talks more than I thought he would in the movie, uh, but it's very, it's kind of difficult to understand what he's saying. So I ha- i actually used the subtitles to understand, to like uh, get the gist of what he was saying. But um, it's all his home movies and it's his, I guess it's his perspective on his life, which is cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, but I guess there are things that were glossed over, which I, you know, I didn't know. Because I don't know his full story that well. I didn't read a biography of him or anything like that. But if you're a fan of Val Kilmer and you're a fan of like you know The Saint and Heat and True Romance and The Ghost in the Darkness, which got panned, but I I liked that movie. I thought it was good. Um, that movie was. It, good. W- I thought it was a cool movie. I mean, he plays. You
1: rented that movie. You rented that movie from me when I worked at Blockbuster. I gar- I'm pretty sure I remember. That might that be
0: movie. true. I also saw it in the theater because I was such a big fan of his after um after the Doors. So I I, I may have cuz you you were at the Blockbuster right right by me. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. Um but it but if you're a fan of his and you're in you're interested in that like 80s and 90s time period it's a really it's an interesting piece of it's an interesting documentary. Like I I highly I do recommend it and it 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 fills in some interesting gaps that I never That I didn't know about. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna. It's it's cool. It's very very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, that's that. Hell yeah, Yeah, it's good.
1: Well, I'm. I guess I will do one more, and then we can talk about the uh, actual movie. Uh, This is another uh, documentary. This is uh, Woodstock '99: Peace, Love, and Rage, which came out at the end of July. Uh, Tell me why I would hate this. (laughs) <laughs> I, I will get that. I will get to that. Um, this came out July 23rd, 2021. It was directed by Garrett Price. It stars basically everyone that was well-known in the late 90s or, uh, and eventually early 2000s uh, world. So Carson Daly, Jonathan Davis, who's the lead of Corn, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Michael Lang, who was the original uh, Woodstock promoter as well as Woodstock 99 promoter, uh, Moby, uh, Dave Mustaine, Limp Bizkit, Jewel, Alanis Morissette, everybody. Okay.
0: They even feature at one point uh, the band live. Yeah,
1: who that's. I think it opens up. It with does yeah.
0: and who um, you know was uh, his guitarist was just on, on our, our show, show, right? Great guy. Yeah. So
1: I I was very excited to see this because I remember watching this as it played out. I just graduated college, I think. Or it was, like we were
0: in our last year, probably.
1: It was the summer before my last semester in college, and I could have been at this because that was right at the point where I started traveling to concerts. And I will I will admit some of the bands, even some of the jockey frat boy bands, um, I, I enjoyed them. But I enjoyed them as a – this is a novelty – and I'm not going to put on a backwards baseball hat and say yo-yo-yo. Like yo, yo.
0: biscuit or something? Like, is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I would put it on when I was driving home from work if I was agitated about something. And then I would go back to not caring about them anymore. Not, you know, like, there there's a big difference between, like, eh, you know, I don't mind that song. And wanting to change your life. You know, like, listening to too much My Chemical Romance and then wearing, like, mascara. <laughs> I the rest like Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But those, but in, and not, and in, not being in fairness, those were the huge band. Like at that time, you couldn't
1: escape. They were when that Limp Bizkit album came out. It did so well on the market that they literally took the lead singer and made him the marketing director for Interscope Records. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's right. I re- I remember being blown away by that. Like I was like, really? Is it?
1: Like that week, yeah. it was like, "Wow, you you promoted this album so well." Here you go. Here's a job of the, one of the biggest record companies. On but the even player. like Corn and those other bands,
0: they were huge. Yeah. They were they were enormous. Yeah. And the the whole opening of this movie is the the, my own worst enemy by Lit. Remember that song? Like, and that was yeah. you couldn't escape that song at the time. It was everywhere.
1: Yep. So this this whole thing. uh it's basically about the woodstock ninety nine concert that devolved into riots and rapes and looting and craziness uh fires uh there were there were deaths although it was far less deaths than they say there was three deaths, but it was really one like one guy one dude they actually kind of follow him loosely throughout where because he was writing a diary and they show his diary and he wanted to see Metallica. And at the Metallica thing, the crowd was so big that he ended up dying of a hundred. He had a hundred and seven fever, um, but the, the paramedics thought he was on drugs and didn't treat him correctly. The other two deaths, one was a car accident leaving the place like 40 miles away, which I don't think that should be associated with it. And then the other one was a guy who had, who had heart trouble and had a heart attack in his tent that night, which again, not the concert promoter's fault. Um, so if you guys don't know out there what the whole deal was, uh, the Woodstock, the for original one and Woodstock 96, right? Or it was 94, cause 94, cause Woodstock 94 years,
0: and then 99, yeah. which was 30 years.
1: Yeah. So there were gate crashers at Woodstock 94. And of course the promoters are like, what? These people didn't pay their $120 a ticket. So we need to find a way to, to get better gates and not do like temporary ones. They found an air force base to do this at, which was, um, uh, where was it? Rome, uh, New York. It was, uh, yes, yeah, in Rome, New York. It was the, uh, uh, I wrote it down, but I'm not seeing it. Uh, well, oh, uh, uh well, they found an Air Force base that had been decommissioned and they liked it because it had gates because it was an Air Force base. What it didn't have was enough facilities for 400,000 or 200,000 concert goers. Hmm. So, there's all these people standing on uh, runways for a concert, which are black and hot in the middle of July, and no way to get water. Uh, so people were, of course, passing out. That's why I was surprised more people didn't die. Uh, eventually, and they were like charging four dollars a bottle of water, but it was a three-day concert. So you know how much every time you pay f- by four, which is funny because they're way more expensive now. It's now, like six fifty, if you go to a concert. And people rioted over $4, I can only imagine. Uh, Anyway, basically, over time, people started getting more agitated. Um. There were... uh, One of the big problems of this concert and is that there were just a lot of pissed-off white dudes. And a lot of pissed-off white dudes that really wanted to grope women. Uh, And I will say, just from working a lot of concerts... This isn't, I don't think, what's what's going to agitate you. There's, there's a section I'll talk about. Um, the more diverse the crowd, uh, meaning completely diverse, like every possible thing in the same crowd, mm-hmm. the better. Because I saw, you know, when I went to see a heavy metal crowd that was all white dudes, fights everywhere. When I went to see uh, Enrique Iglesias, which was, at the time, it was all Hispanic females. They were pulling each other's hair and trying to claw each other's eyes out. But when I go to concerts that are like, you know, I work country concerts. Even those are actually way more diverse because it's males and females and and adults and kids and all that. Mm-hmm. The crowd's way better. <laughs> um, Lollapalooza. When I do those, there's so many different bands. crowd is better. This was all pretty much the same thing. And you get a, a bunch of angry, drunk white dudes together. And it's going to be, look at me. I'm going to run on top of the porta-potties. Or look at me. I'm going to light this thing on fire i'm gonna pull the wood down and try to crowd surf on it it just is a thing um so that's kind of basically what happened and, and then the bands didn't help so uh the big the part that annoyed me and i think it was i thought it was filler they were talking about dmx who had his huge coming out party at this thing um and one of dmx's songs at the time so mind you there's 200,000 people here One of DMX's songs was My N-Word, which I'm not going to say. And he did a sing-along in the crowd. And they spend a good 10 to 15 minutes talking about, how would you feel if you were at this concert with all of these white people chanting My N-Word? Like, DMX was leading it. And they, like, do that thing where, like, the music gets all dark. And then they try to find any video shot of any African-American person in the crowd, like walking away or looking sad, even though it might not have even been the right part. And I'm like, there was enough crazy shit that went on that. I don't think this had anything to do with it. Right. Because that makes sense. He was chanting it with them and they made it seem like this was the starting point of things going bad. And it was not at all.
0: I mean, when you're in a crowd like that
1: and I don't get an, I don't get annoyed by that kind of stuff, but it was, it was one of those things that was so obvious what they were doing. Uh-huh. Kind of like whenever there's a good news, a good news story about someone they'll find a good picture of them smiling or a bad news story about it. They're gonna find a picture of them scowling. Regardless if it if it was at that event. That's kind of what they did there. Right. So I thought that was a little lame. But there was like legit parts where people were like uh, people started ripping the the wood down off the fences and crowd surfing on it. And this is during Limp Biscuit set and he they played the song break stuff and they warned him they're like, you need to stop this. Because there's people starting to tear down the giant towers, their lighting towers and speaker towers. And he, the lead singer of Limp Bizkit's like, oh, this is fucking cool. Look at all you guys crowd surfing out there. This is awesome. You should! I'm going to play Break Stuff, which is their song. Yeah, let's play Break Stuff and then like encourage people to start
0: ripping shit down. I remember that. Um, that was like one of the big things that was talked about even on MTV at the time. Like It was live on MTV. R- like, I was watching. No, but I'm saying, like, even afterwards, it was reported as one of those moments where shit went wrong.
1: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, you could see, like, in Dave Holmes, he was that MTV guy. He was, like, the preppy-looking MTV dude. And Carson Daly, like, this was a us-versus-them moment because this was when the Backstreet Boys were popular and all of these people hated Backstreet Boys. So Carson Daly went out and it was like, let's throw a shit at Carson Daly. Right. Like if it was it was one of those if they get him, they're going to beat the shit out of him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was the one day and then the part that I was really shocked about, and I I remember this but I kinda didn't because I, I don't I think that I hold them in a higher regard, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. When shit started going wrong, there was supposed to be a candlelight vigil vigil because uh Columbine happened like a week before. So they were doing uh, a candlelight uh, right. vigil for Columbine. Yeah. And people took the candles and piled up all of the shit they could find and tried to and burnt it uh so they asked anthony kiedis if they could tone it down um and you know there was some and basically tone it down and get everyone to move so that they could get fire trucks in to put out the fires um and instead of doing the right thing and leading the crowd and say hey guys can you back away from the fires he started playing fire by jimmy (laughs) or they they which wasn't on their set Uh, list of course which was which kind of pissed me off to be That's, honest. Wow. Like I haven't gotten this far people have yet, so I didn't know about that. It's it's the end, and like it was a. I've been to a lot of concerts. I understand what they're talking about. There are people in this documentary that I feel are like you know, like Moby, for example, who's kind of notorious as being uh, for being uh, pompous. He was like, I don't know what all of these people were here and why I was invited. You know, we were doing the rave set that night, and I'm looking around and there's limp biscuit fans and this and that and whatever. It's like.
0: It's a diverse crowd. Get over uh, it. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Like, don't mock people for what they like. Mock people for what, how they're celebrate, how they're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. he. I mean, technically, he was right. That you know, when there's a crowd that's being angry, you don't stand on a stage and tell people to break more shit. Yeah, I get it. But also, I don't know. That that was a little. It was just way over the top on his end. But I did. I. I did like it but I got a really a feeling of dread towards the end because it occurred to me at just how close I was to possibly have been there because like I could smell it like I could I cuz I've been to so many concerts and so many festivals like I knew exactly what it was like I knew exa- I I can always tell when a crowd is going to go bad and I I usually hang out far away from the crowd like and I like crowds like I'm the exact opposite of Rob like I know you hate crowds but you I like events hate
0: I love those big festivals. Those are the best. I used to go by myself, even if I had to. I didn't care. I went.
1: Yeah.
2: I've Mm. been caught in a street where people are shoulder to shoulder, and there's nowhere to go, and people in the back start pushing.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's like that Pearl Jam show in Fort Lauderdale at that baseball stadium. Remember that? And... Hard that's like,
2: a that's a absolutely horrifying feeling, knowing that you're in this mass of people with nowhere to go, you can't move, and the crowd is starting to tip. That's right. Like, you're right. I it becomes liquid. The, I need to get the fuck you, out of here right you're now. You're
0: right about that. and And you're being moved around by that crowd mm-hmm. like yep. an ocean current. You have no choice. There's nothing you can do. Right. There's zero. Uganda. It's weird.
1: It is. It's very weird because like I've been in just the ocean currents exactly right where I've been in crowds and they, it like lifts you up. You feel your feet going off yep. the ground and then down just like when you're in the ocean and all of a sudden, you, but in the ocean, you can still kind of swim back down in a crowd. Yeah. So I think the documentary is real is very good apart from that one little segment, which was I think they were trying to show tension building up. Um, I think there was probably a lot of other things they could have shown. There is. I don't know if they did it on purpose. There is a lot of nudity in this because they talk about um, – this will be the other part I don't – I didn't like. They talk about how, like, the girls were going walking around topless. Okay, but then one of the promoters is like, well, if girls don't want to get sexually harassed, they shouldn't be walking around naked. And I'm like, that was the wrong thing to say, dude, who's still being sued from this. <laughs> like, Right. Like, yeah. and, and, of course, he tried to backpedal, but it's like, are you fucking dumb? Like you shouldn't think this, much less say it. like, there are still literally lawsuits out about this thing. Uh, From ninety nine, really, and, even now. Yeah. And yeah. And this is where this is where I would.
2: Th- this is where one of like the things that that I would roll my eyes at because there would be somebody who would be walking around topless and be like, "Yeah, he oogled my boobs. That was total sexual harassment." <laughs> I'm like, "No, well, no, sweetheart, that's." <laughs>
1: I mean, but like, and he, I haven't. He glanced your. He glanced your way. Did he try to touch you or say
0: anything offensive to you? No. Okay. But on. that's the thing. Is right. The, and I haven't seen this whole thing yet. But, uh,
2: and that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of shit that makes the real shit get right. And I'm
0: sh- like, based on how nuts this whole situation was, I can only imagine that things got fucking nuts for some of these girls. Like, you're never really intending for things to be so out of control i mean that's just mm-hmm. a fact you know what i mean like that you're just not right yeah that's crazy i didn't know that there were still lawsuits that's insane yeah the
1: guy that died for the metallica show he's that lawsuit's still going but of course it's one of those things they're just gonna hire lawyer after lawyer after lawyer to push it until the people that are they suing actually die because they're older parents you know um one of the quotes i thought was actually interesting about the location and then we can move on uh is uh noodles who's the guitarist for the offspring yeah He was like, There's a festival grounds in Germany. It was literally built by Hitler. And we've played there a bunch of times. It's a great venue. Lots of fun. The airbase was far less hospitable than the venue built by Nazis.
0: It was far less hospitable?
1: (laughs) Hospitable than the one that was actually built by Nazis.
0: (laughs) That's how bad that venue was. That is insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you like music history, I highly suggest this. I I think it's on, what is it, HBO?
0: It's on HBO. I I I found it on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max.
1: Yeah, it's on HBO Max. So, uh, and if you really want to know, if you want to see a crazy ass crowd, um, the Corn performance is the craziest crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. It is. I I remember seeing that live, and I was like, "Are those people?" And I I still remember to this day sitting there in co- in college seeing that and being like, "There's no fucking way I would have been in that."
0: It's um, and I put
1: the if you guys want to see it I put the link in the um, in on the notes. Uh, It's about like six minutes and forty nine cents forty nine cents forty (laughs) nine seconds in. um, If you look up uh, corn full performance Woodstock, it's insane. Last but not least, on our extra long episode, what's the last one? Free guy. We're going to talk about free guy. Actually, Rob is going to talk about free guy. Uh, Oh, I want to see that so
0: bad. Wait, Rob, are you going to spoil it? I. I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I get it. I get it.
1: I'm gonna try not to. I'm gonna try not
0: to.
1: <laughs> just remember, Omar, if you are going to complain about him spoiling it, you have to do it via email. You can't do it on the episode.
0: Uh, and it has well, to be am I to email? Greg. Yeah, apparently, me. Who who? Can, uh, uh, or
1: give me five podcast at gmail dot com, or you can uh, complain uh, on our Facebook page by searching "Give Me Five Podcast." Or see now you don't have you just got me to do the contact, so you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, Boom. you did. Uh, or you can, buy a t- you can buy a t-shirt, and when you buy the t-shirt, uh, you can uh, make a complaint on our Threadless page, threadless.com slash gb5podcast. Or you can become a patron and then literally go into our chat room because if you join our patron at the $5 level, you can go into the chat room and complain in person. Omar, you son of a bitch. How dare you get me to do all of that
0: stuff? Here's the problem with me complaining, though. I've already been warned. So, Uh, too bad. Suck it! Exactly. So, spoil away, buddy.
2: (laughs) So, I did go (laughs) see Free Guy, uh, actually, yesterday. I saw it on Wednesday. And it came out August 13th of 2021. It's directed by Sean Levy, and it stars Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jodie Comer, Taika Waititi, Lil Ray Howery, joe keery utkarsh um bardkar it's also got God, channing tatum name. as a <laughs> it's got channing tatum as a game character and this made me laugh when i saw this as a game character named revengeman buttons <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fantastic
2: i was like that's hilarious i like that
0: that's so good and
2: that character was actually controlled by Maddie Cardarpole. Cardarpol? And I know you guys know who he is. You may not recognize the name, but he's that really goofy looking guy. Um he's totally like the nerd in like everything. Me? Yes. yes. <laughs> he's he's got that he's got that weird look. Um I'm trying to think of He was like a a movie, he was like the movie store clerk at the end of, um, I want to say, I want to say super bad, but I could be wrong. He's, he's been in a bunch, um, but he's really goofy looking and he controls Channing Tatum who is playing the, the character of Benjamin Button. And there's cameos by Hugh Jackman, Dwayne Johnson, Tina Fey, John Krasinski, Chris Evans, and Alex Trebek. Now, some of those are in person, and some of those are just voice acting, but still, okay. it's... The quick
0: question. Tina Fey, that's yeah. my shit right there. So, is she in person, or what's going on with Tina Fey? Voice. I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just wondering.
2: Mm. And the synopsis is a bank teller discovers that he's actually an NPC inside a brutal open world video game. So it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto. And, you know, it's it's got this huge Ready Player One vibe because it's all of these oh. people just engrossed in this, like, realistic um, online game called Free City. And it's so it's kind of like player ready player 1 in that aspect but there's a lot more comedy and it's more enjoyable it's i mean it's it's ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds and you know just like in deadpool i eat that shit up i thought he's he's, awesome. he's fantastic yeah. when he plays his role and the the movie totally worked for me i mean i'm not sure I'm not sure that the whole technology explanation things that they that they offered you were were all that accurate or even possible. Um I feel like they kind of made some of that shit up. Probably. But I mean, you know what? I I didn't care. I I mean, the movie at least to me and yeah, they they used those explanations as reasons why people were doing things, but they didn't really focus on that. So it w- it was used as part of the plot but it wasn't like like something that they focused on so that it drew your attention to it. It was more like as mentioned in passing and you're like, ah, "Okay, whatever." And you move on. Okay. So it wasn't anything that I kind of like harped on or, you know, it, it was just like afterthought after the movie. I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm not I'm not really sure that works that way, but you know what, whatever." And holy shit. Taika Waititi is an awesome douchebag. <laughs> he plays the villain in this movie,
1: and the whole movie. I just wanted to punch him in his in his smarmy face. Man, that's two weeks in a row that Taika Waititi has been kind of gross and smarmy. And you weren't, you weren't here last week, but I was not. But he he of course was Ratcatcher one in uh, Suicide Squad.
0: That's right. Forgot about that. That's right. That was a great. And movie. I didn't
2: think he wasn't a character that I felt like I wanted to punch in the face, though.
1: No, no, no. He was had a very short part, but it was just, you know, he was a he was a villain, we'll say, or a criminal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, this ah, he was just so
2: sleazy, and you just wanted to kick him in the balls. <laughs> it, but but ultimately, the movie the movie is a really fun ride. It's it's a bit of Matrix mixed with some Ready Player 1 a a bit of AI a dash of Westworld and maybe a little bit of the Lego movie. Interesting. Mm. I I I really enjoyed this movie. And and I know that there have been some some reviews saying that you know this movie has nothing new. Fuck those guys. This movie was great. Go see this movie. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It's it's just it's just a lot of fun. There were there were several scenes in the movie that literally made me laugh out loud. They they did a couple of like great references to other things. And I don't want to blow it, but they they made references to other things that that made me laugh. And it was just just and without spoiling it, I mean, it, 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 he's basically he's basically AI that that becomes sentient, and I, I don't think that's spoiling too much because that, that's in the, the trailer. the The, the trailer kind of gives that away. Mm-hmm. So he he's basically an AI program that that becomes self aware.
0: Okay.
2: And him exploring this world as he's you know quote-unquote awakening is just delightful it's like he plays that wide-eyed
1: kid amazement so well it's like a reverse matrix yes (laughs) he's pulled the old matrixception <laughs> but
2: but do you, do you know what I'm talking about the the whole wide-eyed discovery thing that yeah. as as the movie progresses and he learns more and more it's just like oh, have you seen this you know that yeah. kind of shit and it he he's so good at it mm-hmm. and I I
1: loved every minute of this movie. Okay. I do want to see it it Me as too. we've talked we've talked about this on the episode a couple times. We have connections to the the writer and I feel mm-hmm um it's it's a friend of a friend or a, the child of a friend um uh who wrote this uh, Sean, uh, Matt Lieberman so he of course wrote um the Christmas chronicles 1 and 2 he wrote Scoob uh uh-huh. i think he wrote the uh the Adams family movie the cartoon one Oh, okay. cool. um he's kind of a go-to writer in in Hollywood right now for this exact movie and this from all accounts is one of his uh, like big ones, like one of his really good ones. Um, what else do you write? It's. He, I will with, say wrote it, playing with fire.
2: It's the, really well written, in my opinion. The story is there. I like the story. It's it's in engaging. You care about the characters. The the music is is great the special effects are are amazing they they did a really good job as far as like the the glasses that because they denote the real world players by the glasses that they wear because the glasses allow them to see all of like the power ups and all that other stuff so in the, the game yeah the display stuff the it's the, the heads hunt, up the interface hunt. basically yeah. got it's, it so um, that's
0: how you know what's what
2: right right mm-hmm. and and but all of that being said, this movie falls apart without Ryan Reynolds.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say is Ryan Reynolds is in it, so I'm, I'll am watch it. Like that, He's just awesome in my There's opinion.
1: There's a lot of things that fall apart without Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool <laughs> yeah. falls apart without Ryan Deadpool Reynolds. Deadpool definitely falls apart without Ryan Reynolds. Literally 75% of all of Omar's sexual fi- fantasies. Fall apart. uh Seventy-five. What
0: are you underselling it? Like, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Says me, Captain Danny Trejo.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: <sighs> Sorry, Rob. Continue with your review of something that's... that doesn't involve Danny Trejo.
2: No, that's. I mean, that's. <laughs> with without getting too spoilerific, I mean, that's essentially it. I the the movie is a lot of fun. Definitely go see it. I I would if one of you guys wanted to go see it, I would definitely go with you again to go see it. You I would see it, it a
0: second time, time for real? I would
1: I would see it that's a second time. That's not the selling point you think it is.
2: <laughs> not not so much that, that I'm going to go with you, the the fact that I would be willing to go pay to see it again. Oh the, uh, there we go. That's, that's, fair. that's okay. That's that is fair.
1: the selling point. Uh <laughs> this actually from just something I just saw as I was looking up the actor that you mentioned. I think the one actor you were talking about is the guy from Stranger Things. Um, no,
2: that's uh, Joe
1: Keery. Okay, sorry. The,
0: Wait, which uh, who is he from Stranger Things? The boyfriend. Oh, 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 yeah, No, no, okay.
1: no, he's Steve. Yes, he's Steve,
2: Steve. Joe Keery is Steve. The guy with the great hair.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, got it. But that's not who you're... Greg, you were conflating him with someone else?
1: I thought that when Rob said that the guy from uh super bad or something like that but anyway uh one of the things this is one of the last movies that was a fox made movie that got rolled into disney and okay. it's so it's been out it's existed for a little while and then of course all the stuff happened uh between fox and disney and then the pandemic and all that so disney's been like trying to figure out what to, how to market these movies this is one of the ones that actually seems to have worked out pretty well uh, and disney i think liked the results so much that they are possibly considering a second one
0: Oh really? Yeah. Um sequels make me nervous. Sequels make me yeah,
2: nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know that this is <sighs> where they left it off. I'm not sure that it's something that I would that I would seek out um to watch more of. This is this is a great like one-off kind of thing.
0: That's the gotcha. thing is you it, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but just when I hear of a sequel in general, I, uh, you, I don't know. It can go poorly, you know? With the, with the correct, with the good writer, you can do it, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't even seen uh, the you, movie. I'm already nervous. You guys. He,
2: he was you, actually in Stranger Things. Oh, that's where I was thinking of him as the video store clerk. He was in Stranger Things. He was at the end of, like, the first season, I think. Oh, uh, okay. He was the video store clerk at the end of... Uh,
1: At the end of the first season, season one one. of Stranger Things. Season one? Yeah. I, look, I don't know why you guys are coming down so hard on sequels. I mean, Jaws 4, Superman 4. Oh, my God. Shut your mouth. Brilliant filmmaking. <laughs> don't... Uh, I was going to say don't at me, but then I'd have to beat my own ass and throw myself down the stairs. Have you guys watched
0: Reservation Dogs? He's actually in that, too. The first two seasons, yeah. The first two episodes, yeah. I watched it. It's good.
1: Well, we'll talk about that next episode because we are going far along. Far along. Uh, I I will say one other thing I saw when I went to see this movie
2: I got a trailer for a movie I think the next movie that I'm completely jazzed about seeing this year and what it is comes it? out in November that's Ghostbusters Afterlife
0: oh hell yeah of course
2: I am Dude. I
1: cannot wait for that movie I
0: mean The Sound of Thunder 2 is coming out so that's going to be it's a
1: <laughs> Dirty Dancing Versus the Lombada. <laughs>
0: the Lombada.
1: <laughs> I that's hate the, both of you. <laughs> it's like Aliens versus Predator, but with more sweaty men.
0: <laughs> Actually, me about in. the
1: same amount of about the same amount of sweaty <laughs> men, to be honest. Just they're in a dance um, club, not take in the jungle. my
0: goddamn money. <laughs> 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 oh, that's uh. terrible. Uh, we already
1: did the contact stuff We already did everything else we're supposed to do So I'm going to say thank you for listening Omar, what are you going to say?
0: I'm going to say I apologize for listening
1: <laughs> Rob, what you got?
2: Please don't let tonight turn you off Come back
0: <laughs> Too late Too <laughs> late <laughs> So, I have a couple of moonshine varieties, like flavor varieties. Um, I had an apple pie one. It got drunk mostly, like, but it wasn't very good. like I think it was just like when me and like whoever was around, and there was nothing left. I still have three others that I haven't opened yet. One's like blueberry something, one like blueberry cobbler or something. Are you supposed to mix that with something?
2: I have a mixer that I mix with it. Um, I've also got a uh, white light. He calls it
0: sunshine.
1: urine. <laughs>
2: yes. You mix it with my urine.
0: No, that's. And you um, get far more time. It's Italian. It's Urani. <laughs> <laughs> it really will. And I, that's cool, Matt. Um, Jubels is going to be down here this weekend. I hope I get the opportunity to see him.
2: You're going to lady in a tramp a burrito with him.
0: <laughs> I want video. Oh, there will be Save video. It. Oh yeah. Oh, it's gonna be dirty. <laughs> I have concerns. <laughs>
2: so Not so concerned that I won't watch, because I'm definitely gonna watch.
0: <laughs> you have concerns. Imagine how okay, Jubbles is feeling see. right now. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Okay. Oh hi Greg. <laughs>